Hello, and welcome back to Tuesdays. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're here to talk about Night Country, Part 6, the finale. And that's quite the task. So we've called in two very special agents. You know him. You love him. He's back. Special Agent Tuig. Special Agent Tuig here. And, and joining us for the first time on the Archivy Network, Special Agent Williams. Hello, Noah. Both of these gentlemen join us from the uh, the Twin Peaks office. Hello, hello, Mr. Good Williams. Day. Hello, Agent Good Williams. Glad to be here. Appreciate you joining us, uh, you know, to discuss the big, the big last hurrah, the big finale. Okay, and now is when we drop the voice because it's it's way too hard to maintain and nobody wants to hear that. But yeah, yeah, thank I feel you like for it probably play- doesn't read well, but thank you, for, sweating. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for uh, playing along. That's uh, that's Barum you heard talking there, and you recognize Evan from last week, and of course you've heard Gavin and I for the last uh, five weeks now, and hopefully beyond that. Oh, but hopefully we got some new listeners here because you you like. You like what HBO is cooking up. Okay. The big question, top of everybody's mind. We're going to go around the horn here. How are, how are we feeling? We're about an hour removed from the finale, I think, from most of us finishing it. And uh, how how's, how's it sitting? How's it resting with everybody? I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to uh, our, our first-time guest. Let's go with Mr. Baron Williams. Just overall general thoughts. How did the finale strike you? My thoughts are on that tongue, Noah. My thoughts are on that tongue. Okay. Okay. I want to know. They've still written the line of like what's supernatural and what's just psychosis. But no, it was it was right there. Like everything was right there. I kept like up until the end, I thought they were gonna do some like Diatlov pass, weird, you know, infrasound fucked with people's minds kind of thing. And it, it was all right there. And it was a lot simpler. I absolutely loved it. Okay. Brief set to the point. I love it. We're going we're gonna to transition over to Special Agent Evan Tuig. Uh, again. Fucking, I, I went with, fucking bananas, dude. Fucking yeah. bananas, bro. Sure good, good bananas? Tasty I, bananas? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like I'm, I'm like so undecided. There was just a moment in the episode where I said, no fucking way. Like, I okay. Just started, okay. I just started dying laughing. But I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, I'm all right, let's do it. Like, and I just I said I just you know buckled up and I was like, we're I'm I'm along for the ride, baby. Like, I'm not even mad about this. But I did say what the actual fuck out loud. Okay, I can't wait to discuss when that happened. And and finally, uh my my big brother. What'd you think, Gav? My general assumption is we get the world we deserve. That's your way this, of saying season this two. This season, no, no, no. This season, this season is exactly what we deserve. Okay, I like. No, that. I just yeah, no. It it's just one of those where it's like, you know, you can see so many. Like, if we haven't already stated it, if you to me, if you're any sort of an avid film and television watcher. And you know this show, like you've watched every season, and you go into this blind, not knowing a thing. To me, it's very obvious this was written by someone who truly 
loved that first season. Yeah. But but understood, nah, there are two more seasons after that, and I'm getting the chance to put my stamp on the fourth. I don't know if we go any further, but if we don't, this isn't a bad one to write out on. I'm okay with how they ended it with it's it's kind of like it's like the symbolism and the spiral and I believe we heard it again time is a flat circle and we're just all living in it like that to me in a that whole thing in this season it's like season 2 nothing matters it doesn't matter it's not it's not anything but it's also everything you know what i mean like when we when we get towards the end and we see and again i love the play on multiple stories and the overall play of like i'm going to tell you this but i'm not necessarily going to tell you that this is like you're not going to know if this is actually how it happened or if i'm full of shit or what story you're believing cuz there's like multiple things you could say about this with everything from the Annie K investigation to what happened to these dudes all that so i i thought it was great i i enjoyed it i'm going to make an observation on the back of that the camera the camera in this show is the true detective. Boom. <laughs> Seriously. That was Think great, boys. It. I'll see you guys next week. All right. All right. Nice. Uh, we can wrap it up. Uh, thanks for showing up, guys. Gold. Pure gold. <laughs> okay. Uh, I fucking loved it. I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, literally, I mean, I, it's not like I was sitting there, like, a, you know, checking off my checklist, but everything we talked about, I, I, what I basically sat with for like the half hour after I watched it was trying to, I was like, all right, where, where was the loose thread? Like what, what didn't come together? What was kind of superfluous? What did we not need in those prior five episodes? And personally, I couldn't come up with it. It was one of those finales that I thought was so, so strong that it retroactively made the season itself that much stronger and i was like fully knocked out by it uh even though again some of it was like oh it was payoffs that i kind of saw coming or had mused about but it's like they weren't satisfying because because of that they were satisfying because they were extremely well executed and true to what the series had been thus far at least as i understand it so uh i was i was knocked out by it we, uh, Bear, again, I know you haven't listened, at, but we don't really, like, we don't really go through, like, chronologically. We more just, like, it's just kind of free-flowing from here. We obviously, we all had varying levels of, yes. So, I just uh, kudos to Noah from the, I think, was it Noah or Gavin from episode one says, these guys did something bad oh that was that yeah i was like i don't oh, know it was totally i was like I, they, I saw it i was like they fucking nailed it <laughs> well, we talked we talked in our previous episode about like well maybe it wasn't all of them turns out it was fucking all uh one of uh, fucking let's dive in right there uh that was one of like actually seeing what happened was one of the more upsetting scenes I've I've seen yeah. in recent memory because of the emotional investment in that character. And it's like, we kind of knew, 
but we didn't fully know. And being like actually in that room, I found like just incredibly upsetting. That that really that hit me in the gut. That was that was tough to watch. And like again, not gratuitous at all. You don't see anything really, but we know what happened. We've seen the aftermath of it. I yeah, I don't know. That that, that, that really plays for me. Go ahead. I'm just gonna be the only person to take a counterpoint to that. Oh, yes. absolutely. Like, Go ahead. Yeah. So, dude, 100 did that in and of itself is an upsetting scene, of course. I, I'm one of those people I kind of wish that we would have seen. You remember the birthing scene? I don't know if it was episode three or four or whatever it was, but with, yeah. with the, like, I feel like if you want to have any sort of emotional connection to the character, really, I feel like I was more emotionally connected to um, uh, Kaylee Reese's character than I was to Annie Kay, and her caring about that made me care about the situation, I suppose. But like, I feel like we probably needed more scenes like the birthing scene. Whoever that girl was, that actress was fantastic in that like i get i guess i also like i do somewhat look at her as a stand-in for all of the indigenous women which becomes very like relevant in the back half of this episode but right so i'm i'm like bringing a lot of that baggage onto it where it's like well i knew she was an activist and like she was actively looking into these things and like oh they killed her for it and the ultimate reveal of like it was actually the salal scientist who were (laughs) paying or encouraging the mining facility to do more pollution so that it would be easier to farm the the thing basically what i was hoping would be the thing you know as a whole other <laughs> I, whole other series we could make i just I guess, I guess i guess i don't know i guess i maybe get more emotionally connected to like an individual character that that was the only reason i brought that up just because i i kind of wish i would have known her a little better because i would have cared far more Oh, I I feel you. And that's something Gavin and I talked about on one of our earlier episodes was like prior seasons kind of situate the victim in a way that like only as they relate to the detective and like, you know, how traumatic it is for them looking at all of this stuff, not necessarily like actually making a three dimensional. It's like I can tell you the name Dora Lang. I can tell you Marie Fontenot, but I can't tell you Nothing anything about, about them at all. Like, yeah. I can't tell you anything about them as as people, really. I can tell you a little bit about Dora, I guess, based on, like, Charlie and blah, blah. Sorry, we don't have to get off in season one, but just, like... Now, if I remember no Dora Lane... Oh, my God, or, uh, Gavin. <laughs> Marie Fontenot, she went back with her father now. Gavin, the case was closed. Gavin doesn't speak you, you for, like, five minutes and just waits for, like, <laughs> when's the perfect time to derail everything? <laughs> Bad situation, no, no. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, but, yeah, no, that's something we talked about where it's, like, you know, usually we don't really get to know the victim as much. And so I guess to that extent, I did feel like this was a big step forward. And as much as we did get this, we did get that one flashback. We did get constantly tying it back to her and what's happening to like other indigenous women. You know, we never get full answers on like how Navarro's mom died. We know she was murdered and it was never solved. Not that I thought that was like an, you know, I guess that is a loose thread. I just randomly now thought of, but well, um, but not sorry, directly. You know. Let me give you an yeah. example. Like see, season three, you know, mm-hmm. we see, you know, we got Scoot McNary's character, or whatever, and the and the mom, and, and so sure we don't have to know the kids, but we see the damage that it does to their parents, and like that's enough almost, and like just to see like the the scope of the damage. I would have been it would have been acceptable 
to not know Annie Kay in this season, but then know her family a little bit, that to me would be True. like it's still effect, it's like, still effective. I feel like we did get her influence though, because I felt like that really played on Jodie Foster and how she was concerned for her daughter was because True. of the Annie Kay thing. And so I feel like it, it did reflect out in other ways. Um, like it 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 played she's a part a in kind of understanding the backstories a little bit. Like she's a stand-in for Annie Kay, like she's still alive, she's doing the same thing essentially. Yeah, like it tied in. Everything was so interlinked. And I really loved how much they like kind of left out the backstory, but you could see the impact of their backstories throughout every episode. And it felt like Annie Kay was just always like one or two degrees away from pretty much everything going on. Yeah, I'll buy that. I mean, when you mentioned, I think you mentioned something earlier too. That made me think it was like, all right, I, I'll, I'll like, there, there's probably some other things in there. It's like, hey, this is same, same, not different, but even though it's not the same exact, you know, individual. I will say one thing going back to just the actual murder scene that I really liked was when they showed, um, they kind of linked, uh, I forget his name, but the Salal scientist that was alive, uh, they kind of linked him Clark. with the Thank main you, character. Ryan Clark. Yeah. Uh, he's describing what happened and we're seeing his memory of it or we're seeing the recall of it but it's different and he's strangling her and that's not it differs from what he's saying it was the same way that they did you know um uh what was the case where they where she uh, navarro shot the guy uh, the wheeler um, case yeah wheeler i keep wanting to say mercer but wheeler um is that same thing where you have the narrative that is like directly contrasted with what we're seeing on the screen and that also felt very season one okay so I've said it multiple times in different conversations with you guys and on this podcast, but I was like, I don't know that like I need to see who actually pulled the trigger. And then they actually showed it to us. And I was like, oh, that was actually a really impressive scene because it's still the note that they played with it. I was like, well, I didn't expect that exact note. But where she's like, I was about to do it myself. <laughs> Just like, boom, point blank. Navarro does it. I was like, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they uh, they actually took the time to throw that in there. Uh no, hang on. So real quick with the with yeah, what yeah. we were just talking about with the guys. The one who was the ringleader, that's the one who made it the furthest yes, and then Lund. died in the hospital, right? Lund, Correct. right? Yes. Okay. That's that, he that was, was the one who nice. start who started attacking her initially. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I just wasn't sure in the moment. I was like, if that is the case, and that's perfect. That's like he has that like he survived everything that happened to him, only to like to get to that point where it's like, all right, well, I made it to the hospital. And genuinely, that's kind of like, okay, you you might be okay. It's like, no, you're not. You yeah. know, because, because again, when we find out exactly what happens to them, you can take what happened to Lund as like, oh, no, he just, he seized out because he's been in the cold. Or you can be like, mm, maybe somebody else who works at that hospital who might have been out there we know when he was told he needed to just keep walking, maybe they made sure that he wasn't going to be able to make it to talk to anybody right before he passed away. Cause I love what they, what they do with this at the over end thing of like, it's really, I mean, if you didn't know it by now, guys, the season's about women. It's all about women. You know, it's like, no matter what, they're always going to be there. You know, you I'll think you have the power, but they actually have the power. Think about it. Every in every season, well, I, I don't disagree with that as a as a principle, and I think that that's mm -hmm. actually probably true in real life. But like, right. but but I, I that was the point at which I busted out laughing in this episode was when 
it just the see it took such a hard left turn where it's like yeah it's like a female dominant season like i'm on board with that. that's awesome but but when i found out it was the cleaning crew that somehow was accessing evidence that was not under lock and key taking pictures of evidence and hijacking not a, not a not a hang up for me no, no I, I mean it's fine it's that entire that entire sequence was me just like fucking let's go i was just like get the get these boys out on the ice i was like strip them down i was like this is i was like we've been asking the whole fucking season what would make these guys go out on i was like this is the answer i was like this was like, is yeah, the sure. fucking answer really, right here towards the end, i was like is the one-eyed polar bear gonna come in and chase them out or like what's going to happen like what would do it that's why i was getting the, the dietloff pass thing like well, when, when we get the shot earlier of Clark, like, holding the hatch, and we're hearing all of this stuff above, and of course, you know, in my my deepest, deepest part of me, I always secretly hope, I'm like, I hope there's something with tentacles up there. <laughs> tentacles up there just, like, fucking around with shit, and, like, just swallowing dudes into a black abyss, and a, Do you a know dark about cosmic the, uh... void that we'll never fully understand, but, uh, that's what I always secretly hope is happening up there, but I know we're never going to see it. So when the payoff was was that and the like the throat singing, which is an actual band and everything that they've used earlier in the season, like just blaring and it's them rushing it. I was like, dude, this this is great. This is I know, but like I said, it was just fucking bananas, dude. It's just it's it was it. awesome. I just fucking I loved was it. laughing out loud. Like because like you know, she's like talking to them and she's like, you know, she's kind of like shaking, picking up her coffee mug. I'm like, these ladies just fucked this whole place dude, up. Dude, <laughs> the fact that they keep piling in one That's after it. the I'm other, after the other I'm like, it. oh, okay. It. This is perfect because you could just see it. It's so subtle on both their faces. Where were they? Angeline's like, oh, I'm walking out of here. I can. But we don't. Danvers is kind of like, I don't know if I need to. They I, all I can... live in that neighborhood. Yeah, I turned out they're they just the like they're all coming and in they... because it was like, hey, the, the cops are here. We should probably see what's going on. We should probably show some strength in numbers here. The same way our uh, our dudes out at the encampment do, you know. I also definitely read the threat of like you are two people, like you may not walk out of here, like You're right. very clearly in that. Well, I yeah, no, go yes, ahead, dude. No, pick, sorry, uh, dude. <laughs> sorry. I'm, Speak your I truth, watched American. I, That's sorry, why I there's watched, four of us here. That's why there's I watched four of us Ameri here. And I'm not trying to play devil's advocate all night, but I watched American Fiction last night, and I and got it. Like, yes, we all want to watch some indigenous women fuck up a bunch of white dudes. Yes, it's it it it's gonna like you know you know it's gonna fill some sort of like uh satiate some sort of urge or whatever appetite. I mean, for that sort of thing not but just what, some white dudes some white dudes who were literally poisoning the earth and the community oh yeah no no no, no, no guys of, under the guise not, of look we're gonna save millions but we'll kill thousands not, and fuck no, you people uh, no i know explain, it, I, let me explain listen yeah i get it like they're evil they're bad human beings i think that <laughs> for me it was just there was not like a hint of it anywhere like earlier in the season, I guess. And I, and I felt like, I felt like it was just like, I just got slapped with it. And I was like, what is going on? And I just I started guess, laughing. I guess I, like I would say, I feel like the biggest hint was the fact that the Tuttle, that Tuttle Industries was the like foundation funding this organization. Like 
They're in a well, I meant, her, I'm no, I'm I, meant this, I meant that the cleaning crew kills everyone. Oh, I thought I you like meant were, that like the guys no, 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 would like, kill Annie Kay. Totally, gotcha, like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like, there's I have no, no like there's okay. the part that's like, how no. dare they kill those guys? No, I feel like that like, was like, foreshadowed. I'm glad they killed those guys. No, okay. So no so to that point, I think I pointed her out in the yeah, it was the previous episode because it's when the spiral comes back. Uh, the spiral stone that Kavik brings back to Navarro in the laundromat. And they bring back through the redhead okay. with the missing fingers again. And I pointed her out because I was like, okay, that's like the second or third time we've seen right. her. She's been floating around in the background. And while we were sitting there speculating, it was right in our fucking faces, dude. We were always like, dude, they always show you the killer early. Like they always, always like pretty spell it out really early. They actually did it in the introductory scene of navarro they're basically yeah. like, the person you should be looking at is right here and it's the woman who just got assaulted like by her and then she hit the dude and then she hit him with the fucking fire and that's a microcosm yeah, of like, the whole story like right, right there, there in the opening scene so that's why again when these are the payoffs or whatever i, I again sometimes i'm just like sometimes you just want something that's like satisfying because it's like you did the work like it was all fucking there and like yeah it it, it felt it true. It felt true to the narrative, but again, mm -hmm. didn't like beat me over the head with it. Again, where I say like the camera, I, did, I was joking, but I'm like, really, the camera is the true detective. Like there, it was all there the whole time. We right. just we weren't. It's not that we weren't asking the right questions. We weren't looking in the right place because we were focused on like the plot, the story, what's happening here. And then there's also beyond that the visual language of just like. Okay, they're in a laundromat on Christmas Eve or whatever. Like, why or on New Year's Eve? Why why is there another person in this scene if they don't have dialogue? I wonder if they're gonna be relevant. Just like I it, some of it is just like TV brain shit, but I'm how like, do they access I, all that evidence in the police station though, man? Well, see, I, I think we've established like, that the, the police are not exactly like you very know, good, yeah. top notch. Yeah, that's, no, that's she job. might have left it on her desk or something. I yeah. Don't know. Well, and I, like I took it as like that kind of thing. Like it reminded me of um, there was a documentary on one of these more obscure streaming services, but it was about a guy in this town that was just the town bully, and one day he happened to be shot like you know fifty times. Yeah, uh, no one saw a thing. Yeah. Yeah, like and nobody, nobody saw what happened. Nobody in the town saw what happened at all. Mm -hmm. I think so, the most fucked up thing about that is the grandson being like, yeah, we watch a video about this in history class in this town, and I have to watch a video about my grandfather being murdered by the whole town and no one's saying But it's word. one of those where you still, like, like empathize. You watch it, you empathize with those people. Like, I'm fully, like... Yeah, of course. Like, on the side of that. So it's one of those, like, just, it felt like that whole, like, eventually, like, one thing was too many things, and everybody kind of just yeah stuck their knife in and walked away and said, I saw shit. Okay, so... just. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't. Oh, go ahead, man. This, yeah, no, I agree, man. We we definitely saw the same girl like three or four times throughout the season. Um, do you remember when we first meet the head? Um, are are they a cleaning crew? <laughs> Sorry. I'm like I'm not yeah. asking this like a joking way. Like I I literally don't know because it seems like they are because they have access to the police station. Yeah, I think that, I think that's the implication is like yeah, they're the local town like cleaning ladies or whatever. Some of them are like. 
or they, they or they all, or they all just yeah whether they're part of the same crew or not they may just all independently like oh that's what we do we work in the service industry it could be whatever at all these yeah, different totally. locations but they're all friends because it's small town everybody knows everybody yeah. you know? so the you know, head the minor you so work that, in that service the head lady when did we meet her in the show prior to this episode did first we... first scene she's at is she not at the market as well yeah, she's, she's the, the one, one defending was... defending the redhead to Navarro. Like, okay, yeah, and that's I the only that. time. That's the only time we see her, and she's essentially in particular. She's probably I, I, I. Again, she was not on my radar. The redhead was just because, like, right. she reoccurred in weird places. Sure. But yeah, the actual like lead lady who kind of has the monologue at the end, and okay, I did in my mind one episode. of the best like like best lines of of the season, which I can't replicate here. I should have written it down. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I think we only, you know, she's probably around in there somewhere, I imagine, if we go back and look. But yeah. I just didn't see it coming. They did a good job. I didn't did, see it coming. They did a good job were. in a way that didn't feel to me like a like a, a gotcha moment that yeah. felt like it unearned was. or forced. Like it, it or just like a convenient way to wrap everything up. It And it was a great kind of, uh, you know. Uh, I'm I'm sorry there. Oh, one more thing. Just, uh, just one more thing. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Gavin does it a little bit better. Yeah, sorry. You gotta you gotta get your Peter Falk going. Okay. Excuse me. The Princess Bride. It's it's the Princess Bride by Ash Morgenstern. Yeah, there you go. That's how you get in the register. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, just uh, one more thing. I I it, that it very much felt like oh shit we missed something and then as soon as they were I was like dude. Fuck yeah. I was like, redhead. And then the two fingers thing, which I oh, didn't yeah. fully, like, I didn't fully connect initially when they showed the handprint. I was like, oh, I had to rewind that? a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was a couple times in the episode where I was like, all right, let me make sure I got that. But, uh, okay, to backtrack and just like shout out some stuff that I love, we open with like the ice caves. And as a parallel to like, you know, Childress's created Carcosa in the end of season one. I thought this was on par in terms of atmosphere, especially like the flashlights in oh, the ice yeah. cave makes it feel so otherworldly that I love that again, we're getting that like, oh, we're in a different, a different space, but we're still it's still logical, but I we, have one issue. we're getting a naturally supernatural sort of thing and I, I really dug that i thought that was very effective one big issue these are two experienced cops that live in like one of the most extreme places <laughs> in the country and they took no rope they had <laughs> I said the same nothing. thing dude as soon as stick. as soon as jody foster caved in i was like oh you're both fucked now but i had in the back of my head and i, I got, i'm sorry guys I don't, I don't like to be this guy but sometimes i do like to be this guy i spotted the hatch finally after watching the opening credits i don't know how many times but i was like we haven't seen a fucking hatch yet and i was just like we're we're, we're definitely finding the hatch down here i don't know how but we're you, definitely finding the hatch it, we're going back to salon like, yeah dude i crushed and I love the pan down to Salal's uh, basically sign for all your idiot audience who couldn't figure out where they oh, walked God. into. Like, no yeah. fucking way. I love yeah. that. I loved it. Yeah, that was great. Barum, you weren't the only one, dude. We were in. We were just in our, on the. We were, of course, we we're we we're doing our. You know, sitting on our couch, armchair quarterback and shit. We we're like, 
dude, no spray paint. Like, have you ever been to Sparkleberry Swamp? You don't know how to fucking turn yeah, around. Like, like, you're never going to know which way direction to go. Like, there's everything. Well, like, and how do they, you're in an ice cave. How do you know where, like, your path coming back is? Dude, like, it's she all the is literally guided by voices. I'm just saying. <laughs> she's she's guided by voices, dude. What do you want me to say? goes into a crevice. Someone guided by voices goes into a crevice and the chief of police. Dude, some of Jodie Foster's she's like, what the, what the things, fuck are you doing? There is there is a moment where she reacts to Navarro in the episode where she starts talking about something and she goes, Oh, shut the fuck up. And dude, crying, laughing. I was just like, this is the most perfect shut the fuck up. Dude. Okay. So they they spot Clark. They they go in. They had I thought this was honestly like I was truly on the edge of my seat. I thought it was just like a brilliantly edited sequence. I'm like, dude, like I'm I'm amped, I'm jacked. Like when Jody gets trapped in the uh trapped in the like decompression chamber or whatever um i was like oh dude what's going on and like flipping out through all of that and there's the moment where navarro gets hit over the head and she's knocked out and then finally like jody bursts through the glass she comes rushing out and i'm like oh shit you hear like roughed up or whatever you're like oh my god what's happening you're like hurry hurry get around the corner i'm all like jacked up and then the payoff is a fucking laugh because navarro is beating the <laughs> shit out of clark dude and when she pick when they pick up the body he's got like literally like blood spilling from the back of his head the immediate torture like one of the most brilliant tortures of oh yeah like hey let's throw in this video on a loop and like literally duct tape it to your head and the pan up from Navarro choosing to do all of that. Do you see the, <laughs> the but Danvers do you see just being like, oh, you want some coffee? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you see the uh, again the so, mirror the mirror of everything with that? Uh, so the, please, so, please eliminate so the, us. Well, so like the torture to people, quote unquote, the torture because it's not really torture to one of them. They use it on a cop, but there's a. Uh, piece of old media a vhs tape that's a visual thing that you have to watch to see what happens to little marie fontenot who lived home with her father a real father um but then in this it's all it's all audio like yes there is a video component to it that's on the phone but it's bank it's, of it it's, as it's a purely fucking... all audio like yeah. it's just that is the worst you know because think about it what if yes nice. navarro has been called brother this is this is the this is why i like podcasting with people and, dude i don't even fucking think but we know we know navarro sees things we know everybody sees things but what does navarro have over everything else hearing things we hear these voices and the throat singing and all that that all i mean to me i just i like the yeah the great form of torture and it's like what it's just completely opposite of you know what they do again we already know we, we've talked about it multiple times this is a love letter to season one this is a mirrored flip of that. So yeah, you wouldn't have him watch that video on repeat. You just have him sit there and listen to it because we had nothing but just, well, you again, know, that, that, that video joy. and the sat, the sound of it had, was so effective at the end of yeah. episode three or wherever at the hospital where we got. There. Right. Mm -hmm. And just like, you know, it went on for so long. And I remember thinking like, what could possibly be happening to her that would be creating Mm -hmm. like these sounds why is it going on for so long and then and, if, and then when, basically we sync up the audio to the actual like putting you in the room with it i was just like oh shit 
Well, that's a whole nother level because now you know, like, yeah, that's why that dude can't hear it. He doesn't have to listen and, to that oh to hear God, it. He dude. hears it in his own mind's eye every the, time he closes the his eyes. The echo once again of the unreliable narrator, but again, the camera's the true detective. We see what actually happened, but where Clark doesn't admit to what he did, he's just like, I loved her. I loved her. But when we see, like, that was the extra part where it's like, yeah, again, it's like, we don't know anything about their actual relationship. I'm like, what the fuck was going on out in that shack? Like, that's still, like, I don't know. Some of that stuff's a little beyond me. Some stuff you just kind of have to let it go, I guess. But No, that uh, stuff out in the shack is the guilt, dude. That's all guilt. You're saying that's just him? That's all him with the but guilt? Now why, that I why? think of, yeah, because the shack did, did we, yeah, I guess we never got the timeline on that. In our head, we were, like, we didn't know when, how long that had been around. Yes. Well, so that unreliable narrator tells you more about anything than what anyone's saying. So yeah, you've seen that he is, that is the thing that he will lie about. He's admitting to being there and everything else, but that's the one thing that he can't bring himself to say out loud. So he's obviously- Does anyone know how they're, how he became equated with the, with the, the symbol? Sure. I, know it was, I, I know it was on her and then he got it on him, but um, it was on all these other things, but- I don't know if we ever closed the loop on so, that. If there was more to so that. Or... She she dreamed it up mm -hmm. um when she was in high school or whatever. It was like, you know, stuck in her brain until she got it tattooed and then the dreams went away. Mm -hmm. We talked about that in early speculation. I was like, oh, it's because she was drugged as a child because she was part of the Carcosa cult and like <laughs> blah blah blah. And you know, that's just that's just Never my head so but, much. You know, that is not it's that's not in fact what happened. But what it seems like, again, if we're going on the principle of most of the indigenous community is in tune with the, you know, the spiritual world out there on the edge of, of nothingness, essentially, and like they have these connections and, you know, their ancestors, people who are gone do speak to them, etc. Like, I think we're meant to just kind of buy into like, you know. Gotcha. That's I, kind I, of your catch-all for because also of Oliver where, Oliver Tagak, we never see him again. We never see Tagak again. Yeah. And I just but, but he left some symbols there. Like, well, how did he play into anything other than he works there? You know, well, again, got, we got the from Kavik, we got the thing where it's like, well, they use these spirals as markers for right, like how to get down. Saying. So again, if you, I took it as like something was reaching out to her that maybe she wasn't ready to accept at like a young age, again something from the other side trying to tell her like this is your destiny essentially is to find like you know you this is your guide essentially this spiral is your guide to get you to expose this thing because well, ultimately that that's the sorry yeah gab jump in no that's where i was going it's like you're talking it, the spirals the guy they literally say that like the you just said the markers are like hey if you come down here you're like the isis then you could fall and come in this cave you're going to wind up in a cave. So like that overall with her dream, like, yeah, she maybe quote unquote, it's like knew. she was drawn to that place. Something was telling her, this is where you need to go. Like, no, I lo in, lo love all yeah. that. Follow, following all that. Tagak leaves it. I thought it was like, I guess I had hoped that it was him leaving them a message to like, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm leaving you a clue so you can find out what actually happened. But it just turns out it was a complete 
Yeah, again, I, 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 thought, I thought there was it's going clear. to be an entrance under his That's what cabin. I thought. That's what I thought. I thought the same exact thing. Yeah, yeah, same exact thing. But no. Yeah, no but, I mean, no, but Takak leaves. He is the key, though, because he leaves that. She takes that, goes to Cabot. Cabot comes back and says, dude, this rock thing you found, right. it's, we leave them for this. So in a way, like, if they don't go see him and he doesn't leave that for them, they're kind of stuck being like, well, we don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, you know, like, there's a video. There's nothing else that truly like leads them out to. I mean, they eventually, yeah, no, they had the ice cave thing, but mm -hmm. they well, wouldn't know the detail them, of like looking for those. Yeah, he, he's leaving them a warning. He's saying like, you're on thin ice. Like, fuck off with this. Like, you. Oh, are okay. Listen, I'll buy it, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Right. That that to me. That is the uh, yes. That makes, that's, that's the that's actual it. like way more intelligent that's read. Yeah. That makes so much. He sense. bugged out. He was like, I know what I know what happened there because obviously like within the indigenous community they probably all like knew what those women Even did and they know, were all just keeping know. this exactly they were all collectively keeping this secret so naturally when the cops come yeah. in to Tagak and like that's why we see again those dudes on the encampment out on the edge of edge of town like they have their dogs they've got their guns out because they're like if we've got to we'll fucking you know we'll take out the cops and like make it seem like they just disappear because sometimes people just disappear out yeah. here so that's that's you gotta always think, at play. What and is what is I think? Ahead, what does he say to them when they tell him? They tell him, Lund Lund and Clark are still alive. Okay, they tell him that. Yeah, and it's not until after that that we get the scene in the hospital where oh well, Lund didn't make it out of the hospital. So again, that goes back to my theory. And the indigenous you know? people working it's, hospital. Gavin, you are the truth. Exactly. It's, exactly. it's completely unspoken, but obviously there's somebody on that nurse staff who just like fucking dosed him yeah, to make sure beautiful. like, all right, this doesn't, this goes on the books. It's like, oh, so sad. Like he just, he didn't quite make it. But yeah, it's like, oh, we'll just help him along here. Absolutely, yeah. dude. The all, again, it was all fucking there, dude. I'm, I'm, the more we're talking about it, the more satisfied I am. And I was already pretty, pretty jazzed on this episode. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we've moved out of the ice cave. We're into the Clark interrogation sort of scenario. Any like last kind of things from there before we move into? I mean, it's it, the whole thing is the long night. I didn't expect to be in like still on New Year's Eve for so long, which again right. makes me rethink episode five where I'm like, so he just shot his dad like probably around like two in the afternoon. Yeah, like it's the <laughs> yeah. time is disorienting. Like my brain is so broken with the, the not seeing any sunlight where I'm just like, that's something you do at night. You kill your dad in the yeah. in the kitchen at night. You, think about just, how they it are. doesn't happen in the afternoon. Like they're living in that shit. Like that that's in your man. brain. Yeah. People like get really fucked up by that stuff. Like it, it does not sit well with any kind of animal. Very true. Yeah. So Very think true. about if you're sitting in that and then you come downstairs and this chick who's been, you know, banging your buddy Clark has just destroyed all of your research. What are you gonna do? Well, obviously you're you're freaking out. You're gonna grab the first thing that you can and start attacking so, her with it. it so, am I the problem that I thought that like Listen, yeah, got it. Those guys are really bad. Oh, say I'm it. Just say gonna, it. Say it. fucking say it, bro. I'm just gonna this say is it. a safe space with four if white this... ass men just sitting around a Zoom session. Say it. <laughs> fucking say it, bro. This microorganism that they harvested out of the ice could save humanity. I don't know what that means other than it could, we, it could 
could make a little bit if you want to have the millions versus thousands or hundreds conversation if you want to have the watchman conversation i mean we can fucking have do it in a german accent just do it in a german <laughs> accent hold on hold on a second all i'm saying is this right the, just, the hear bad... me out. <laughs> just hear me out just hear me out just hear me out i'm just all asking me. questions so all just, yeah. the bad stuff has been done right the bad stuff has been done job feel job feel They've got the things that could potentially make good in the future. I don't know if the best course of action, I think to me, best course of action is gather evidence. We move forward and prosecute these fuckers. The, the worst course of action is, hey, let's go destroy the good things that came out of all this horrible shit. It's like, um, I want to say, I want to say something here. Project Paperclip. Just hear me out. All of the there was a lot of crazy medical stuff that came out of what the Nazis did, and guess what? Like that's not okay. We don't do that. That's all evil. Yada yada yada. But then if you go ahead and destroy any good information that was pulled from that, it's like, it's like I don't know if those two things together somehow like justify what happened in the beginning. Does that make sense? No, I was just like, do I don't think that hurt. Not that it matters. It's besides the point. I'm just making. I'm just talking out of my ass. I understand. So we did that. The U.S. did that. It was paperclip. We we nabbed up every Nazi scientist that was still alive and didn't do like the worst of it directly, and we used them. Like that's how we got to the moon when we did. It's not even morally ambiguous. I mean, they were bad human beings. Absolutely. We still leveraged that information. All I'm saying is that her down there destroying that. I just don't know if it's I understand. logically. I, right, well, right. It definitely but, doesn't. But, it doesn't follow logic, but I understand the rage of it in the moment of literally like. But I've he been said watching, that they fixed it all. He said they fixed it all, and it took them two more oh, years. Two, to yeah, yeah, years. What is so, two like, years? All the all the shit's back there, dude. Like the yeah, yeah. damage she called is it caused is done with. Like, was like they were all perfectly fine to be taking more core samples. It just so happened that like finally, oh, you know. Yeah. Time was up, and they had to. Somebody had to do something. Well, yeah, because again, it's a six-year gap, right? Yeah, yeah. Between when she's murdered and when the the ladies do, you know, take care yeah, of this. So, so their logic in killing her also doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, just restrain her and call the cops. Like that—that that would have made sense too, right? I think it was that they—they they just also they were so isolated because they hardly. That's had what I was getting at. Contact yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Barham's point about people being living in that time and living in night all the time, like, yeah, of course, they're going to get that way. I also, again, we we were told by high school scientist, uh, fuck buddy of Danvers, that those were definitely whale bones in that video. When we when we saw that spiral, I was like. You cannot tell me that that is not an ancient, the skeleton of an ancient god of some sort. I've never seen anything that looks like that. Have you? Have you looked? Is that at just Will a Bones? giant eel? Like, have you looked at whale bones? You're telling me that spi- that spiral thing is a is a whale. The whale. I just tattooed whale bones like three weeks ago on somebody. They, it's a weird looking skeleton. It's hard to tell. I mean, it, it looks like it's bent around in a spiral, but whales are have weird looking skeletons. All right. Can you see, can you see that, Noah? Never mind, Gavin. Anubius, the god of death, was also a whale. Can you see that? Can you see it? Can you? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Looks like a little Here's mini a spiral right though. through here, right? I just want to share this with you guys in the best part of this episode. Gavin's, so, like, Gavin's just literally Reddit detectiving me in real time. He's <laughs> like, okay. oh, you want to see the evidence, you motherfucker? Yeah, I got it right here. Because, Noah, what you don't understand is there are no other 
gods except our Lord and Savior Cthulhu, <laughs> who lives in Raya. Long may he reign. <laughs> and long may he reign. All hail the Lord of Cthulhu. Long may he reign. The best part of the best part of the episode, Marine. So Sam, a lot of times when we're watching the episode. She's she will put on English subtitles even though Spanish is her second language, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll watch. And and I sometimes I feel good about being able to like help her at a part of the episode where she's like, so I'll explain this to me. And invariably, I'll be explaining some asinine thing that doesn't matter, and she will never miss something important, and I will miss something very important, <laughs> which is the best part. And she's doing it in another language. So the fucking first thing, we're like eating our dinner. They get into the area where the bones are above them. Sam's mid-bite, she goes, well, that's where she was killed. It just keeps going. Yeah. And I had and I said, this I said, is the room. What was that? Dude, I said, yeah. what was that? And she goes, no, this is the room where she was killed. And I was like, just totally fucking over my head, of course, which mm. I don't know how. I just couldn't see it on that video camera. She's like on the video camera. Oh, and dude, I, I, I rewatched that scene like so many times. I studied that I little tell. that little iPhone yeah. screen. I was like, that's mm-hmm. a fucking creature in there, dude. I'm telling you, it's in the ice. It's coming out. It's coming out. Man. I'm just yeah. hanging on to the tail end of this thing, just trying to keep up. You know, <laughs> I love that Sam's just like fucking like I get it visual storytelling like I don't have to understand the language like they've been setting this up the whole season I know exactly where the fuck they are right now like well, if you yeah. speak multiple languages I guess yeah you just you gotta pick up on the important stuff and hell yeah um okay I do want to shout out uh the prior and Rose interaction like that whole sequence where he goes out to bury the bodies I thought was like top notch really like brought that character home the interaction with uh kayla the wife like you know wrapping that up where it kind of felt like it felt late in the game that we introduced like oh so much drama between them and it kind of felt like one a little one note or whatever but even as much as like there wasn't a ton of depth there i did think the like emotional payoff was not like you know it didn't feel yada yada it felt earned in the moment uh so i I liked bringing that home yeah like there's a lot of it that like we don't know we still don't know like much details about so much of the backstory which is super incestuous between all these people and i know jody foster's fucked half of the town but like it felt like a lot of that where there's more to it and you can kind of you can feel that there's more to it but you don't need to know what it is specifically it felt very well played yeah um yeah i uh yeah. Any other thoughts on Pryor as as a character and kind of how he how they wrapped him out? The kind of like, hey, you you popped your cherry, the Goodfellas, and as much as like, hey, all right. I was well, really hoping. I know, was hoping the whole time. Now you've got was, some terrible shit you got to live with for the rest of your life. Welcome to the club. I was just hoping he was gonna stop Hank. I I was hoping he was gonna like catch Hank doing some dirty shit and like stop him in the moment. I did not see it going as far as it did. Oh I'm yeah, because ba- uh, Barum just just binged and caught up with five right before the finale so he just oh, saw the, uh, the, the aftermath yes. the, yeah i knew that's that's do you watch it all today i i watched the rest of it in the last week and then i did five and six tonight oh, i was just kind of fucking jealous of you if you watched it all on monday okay no it was yeah. it was still even in a week i gotta tell you like it's a lot and i'm glad i had some time in the middle to just process all the stuff but yeah <clears throat> no i'm just gonna take up a counterpoint on the relationship between he and his wife i feel like they oh, yeah. introduced the, the the marital strain pretty early on and they just dropped little easter eggs like she 
does a good job of trusting the audience. I think throughout the entire the entire season with um like she doesn't fucking belabor you with some Afghanistan convoy story. She just hints at it. Trust that you understand what she's getting at. Car wreck story with Danvers. Same shit. She likes like I don't want to waste any time here. We got six episodes to fucking knock this out of the park. I'm not gonna spend any time where I don't need to. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. I think she she hints at plenty of things where she just trusts you to like. All right, I'm on board. Let's fucking do this thing again. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is like more than anything, it's like it snuck up on me how much I was like, oh, I did actually care about whether these two like made it yeah. out of this okay. Because I yeah. I think we we talked on the last episode where it was like, oh yeah, it would be really very true detective of him to have like a terrible home life and like maybe this is like oh he did wreck his marriage and like this is just what happens because like that's what happens sometimes but i was like oh shit yeah dude i'm I'm like and i liked how organically it just felt like the just where the story was headed brought them back together in a natural way in that moment it wasn't like you know contrived in any way so it felt like you know the the final camera shot the final camera shot of him speaking of the camera being the true detective of like, like, I don't have to basically like perpetuate the sins of my father kind of thing where he's mm-hmm. in bed with his son. And I was just like, cool. Thank you for like finishing yeah. on that note versus the, the Rose McGowan was well, not Rose McGowan. What's her name? Rosa Agonel, Rosa Agonel with yeah. the, uh, where she, well, by the way, coolest line of the whole episode where she's like, you want to watch me stick a knife in your father's lungs so they don't inflate and then he would find his body later. I was like, God damn it. No, the coolest line of the episode was when the, the indigenous ringleader was like, Oh, what happened to him out on the ice again? I'm going to fuck it up. But it's like, I think they swallowed their fucking bones and spit them out. <laughs> or oh, something sorry, that was, like that. That was, was pretty like, badass. That was the coldest shit. Badass. Like, yeah, that's pretty badass. I loved it, dude. Where I'm, I'm fucking sorry. up the quote. How many bunk beds do they have in that house? Those dude, women. I'm were telling you, they live in they the neighborhood. The we talked about this earlier. They live in the neighborhood. They just they all start coming in the house because they saw the cops come in. Like okay, so in we're all in the neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. It was I'm gonna, so buy, I'm gonna buy that line of thinking because I was like, that was a, an immediate response. When they, when they pull women in that house. When they pull up, you see a bunch of like a bunch of other people like on their porch and kind of like oh, middling about. That. Okay. Yeah, I just, yeah. Really missed that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. and it's a Salal vehicle, so it's a vehicle specifically from where they all murdered six people. And and I don't, like, yeah, I'm officially. I, I'm officially <laughs> Barum, I didn't even notice that. Barum's just like, I mean, no, I uh, saw that. Dude. I saw. That. I, I totally knew. fucking. Right over my well, head. I they was left like, their car with all their like. That's right. They're not in a police vehicle. They're literally driving a fucking Salal vehicle from the from the facility that's been abandoned for the last like week and a half since everyone was. Oh, two weeks now. Fifteen days. Fifteen days of night. Yeah, dude. Only fifteen, 15 days, dude. Yes. They're doing a, such a bad job of like covering your trail for the internal investigation that will follow. It's like, oh yeah. Like, I, and Jody Foster was like, "Don't worry about house. it." I'm going to monologue at the end of this episode and I'll tie it all up. <laughs> they they won't know the difference. Yeah, you know what? You know what I thought? I was like, dude, they're in a world of trouble. That's all I thought they knew. So it's like, this trouble has only begun for her. Well, yeah. that's why Navarro just has to like walk off. Did she kill herself? Does anyone even know? Does no, anyone no, know? No, I didn't take it that way. So She's well. alive? So I, I didn't take it that way. I do think so. That shot of them like meeting up in an undisclosed location. Or whatever, where they're on the porch. Yeah. yeah, she said, "If you do go away, come back sometime." So 
I took it as like, they're still in touch. And every once in a while, because we get that shot of like Danvers is out on the porch. Yeah. Uh, the lake and it's yeah, behind. exactly. But I'm saying the we don't really see them interact in that shot at all. And so Which made me think to, your, dead. to your point, if she is like a spirit, then you're yes, you could read it as like, oh, she yeah, Navarro is gone. But Danvers still has this connection with her because now she's in tune with the other side. She actually does like realize that there's right. there's something else out there. But no, I personally took it as like, no, she's she's alive and like she's just kind of like, hey, I that's the easiest way for me to like, you know, not have to deal with any of what we just did is like I I, I quit the police force, like I'm just out of here, you know, blah well, blah. But and then and she leaves the she leaves the confession from well, they set up because they have nomads, they already established there's nomadic villages that move around in the area anyways that live out on the ice and are completely off grid. Like so there's plenty right. of like so i took it when she said like if you go out there come back that she's going out there like on the ice not to walk into the ocean but right well and she also you know danvers has the line about like i don't think you'll find evangeline out on the ice like that i just took as like oh she went somewhere else like she decided like i've made my peace with whatever whatever i needed to tap into out here like the the loss like the unexplained nature of like you know what i didn't know about my mother and my connection to my culture and everything now that i've satisfied that like i and i did essentially like a good long-term deed for the community and as much as like i did you know i did get this confession to be able to make that element of it public without like implicating line. exactly without implicating any of these women and like essentially protecting them in the midst of it. It's like, she's kind of like settled all of her spiritual, emotional debt, whatever you want to like call it in that place. And it's like, she's able to move on. So yeah, I just took it as like, Oh, she probably lives like out in the Midwest now somewhere. And like occasionally <laughs> like they meet up somewhere. And also, so with the with her settling up her stuff, had she given her that that middle name that she gave, the indigenous name? She mentioned earlier that she never knew her Inuit name, right? Um, but was that have we heard her use that that middle name at all at any point up until not, not until the dream and she found it? Okay, that's so, that's my whole thing. Is like she tells you there that's like, hey, she she's told you like the last two episodes. There's this thing that's like following me around and like. It's gonna make me. It's it's gonna be the end of me. It, it'll make me walk off into the ice. But like, she meets something in that dream, finds out her name, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Well, you know, there's a there's a good side of this too. Like, I could tell you about Holden." And she's like, "You fuck right off. You don't talk about him. You want to go outside and scene. do that? Do it. But you don't talk about him." The two well, of them in the long the night, the dark night of the soul, if you will together of just like the two opposing viewpoints when like Jodie Foster finally has to like fully come over to Mm -hmm. the other side and I just I thought all that show is fantastic so I'm I'm sorry I I did sorry don't be sorry you're safe here I fucking loved like I loved the season as a whole I'm just gonna say that I, like there was a part of this episode where I was like, and cue near death experience for Jodie Foster. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I mean, and and we, she I said falls, I said it last she, week. I said it last week. She's gonna have in, some sort of thing that's gonna yeah. put her in tune with her kid and she's gonna accept their stuff on the other side. I would have like, appreciated it's, a different it's cool. version of that, but yeah, I don't know. I was cool I wanted shade. something unique. Cool I wanted some, I'll take it for everything else. It's cliched cool in the same way, if we're being completely like honest here, 
in the same way that the ultimate payoff of Navarro's mother is cliched. I've talked about it on prior episodes. Every modern horror, like supernatural ghost story, is all scary, scary, scary. Here's my backstory. Actually, I'm a tragic figure. Solve my murder. Feel bad for me. I wasn't trying yeah. to be scary. I'm I'm sorry I scared you for like 90 minutes, it's, but it's, now it's uh, time to feel bad for me. Six and sense, you, right? And I'll leave. <laughs> well, six sense is like the fucking a like apex mountain perfect um, version. No, it's like yeah, yeah, no, yeah. but that's what I mean. It's like that's the perfect. <laughs> but yes, way it's like it. everything. But, yes, but everything else has been like yes, very derivative of like oh well, that's what people liked about that. It's like. No, there's so many other things that people liked about that movie. Like, it, it, it's not the one little nugget that you pick out. But yes, that has become the cliche. So I was I was prepared for like, hey, she's been so terrified of her mom and her mom trying to like take her to the other place. But we had the setup again of Rose from the very second episode where she's like, you got to know what kind of spirit you're dealing with. Some of them want to take them, you know, take you with them. Some of them are trying to tell you something you need to hear. I forget what the third one was, but like you need to know how to tell the difference. And ultimately, that, and then the, the I was dude. just like, yeah, that's where Perfect. we're headed is like your your mom's been trying to reach out to you this whole time to give you the one thing she couldn't give you when she was alive. The one thing that would kind of like settle you spiritually and emotionally where, hey, dude, I love the moment uh, where she they're in Salah. It's right after they put the torture shit on Clark and they go into the kitchen and, and she opens the, the bridge and the orange drops out. <laughs> Another oh, moment of I was just like, dude, she just like, just it's good. There's some nice touches, man. Some but, nice. Well, nice even with the science, even so when good. they when they release the scientists out in the snow, they say the exact same thing that you just said right there, which was like, if she wants to take them, she'll take them. If not, they'll come back. And yes. I was like, oh. well, it, it, in my head, like realistically, because I'm a skeptic, I was just like, dude, listen, they're gonna get fucking eat up by that storm and be dead within ten minutes. But <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was yeah. like, these cold, these cold ladies just laid waste to these dudes. <laughs> I'm they good for them. Either, you know? like, so. oh, man. I do want to talk about. So, like, are you any, are you all familiar with the Dyatlov Pass incident? Yes, yeah. we've uh, we've discussed it a little okay. bit on the a little bit on I, the cast, but by all means. I still, I just like, I don't, I don't know if y'all, how much y'all talked about it, but like, I really still, they kept me up until like the last 20 minutes really feeling like, is that going to be what it is? And I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. They, they rode the supernatural line really well. And like, I kept wondering, is it, I, think I, it's, I didn't want it to be that. I did not want it to be. I think it's still, it's still time. to Gavin's point earlier. I think it's still very much left in that, in that space, because as much as, like we said, cameras, the true detective, we're seeing like, you know, we're seeing what happened, what we assume actually happened. They left them out on the ice. And so to me, that was still a great way to leave it, quote unquote, ambiguous. Like you're saying, like because it. you're like, logically, Wait, Evan, yes, things. they're going to freeze within like minutes. But also, but also the, you know, the mother spirit of the ice is is definitely going to come up in the form of a Wendigo and like fucking enchant these dudes and fucking like make their ears bleed and their fucking eyes pop out and make them bite themselves like that's definitely also on the table and we don't have to settle it one way or the other because at the end of the day it's all just a story we don't we don't know we don't know what happens after they disappear into weird shit happens in ennis all the fucking time like people like experience weird shit so like it's already like so much of it is layered in that like this is a place that fucks with people and the line is hard to draw between like what's real, what's not, what's, you know, anywhere in between. 
but I just I absolutely beautiful job of that. I really, but I was so much more satisfied with what it was, yeah, than what I kept thinking it could be up until the like the very end of it. Like, Brother, I, you doing okay over there? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Okay, you hadn't said anything in a little while. Just wanted to check in. Check I in with, I don't know if you saw me. Detect, I like I, I glitched Blanche. out for a minute, and then like I came back in, and you guys were talking about. I was trying to. I had to jump back in to pick out what you guys were talking. about. Yeah, I was about. trying to give you a second to, uh, to read. Yes, yeah, I'm. But I'm good. But yeah, we're just. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, by all means, guys, chime in if there's any big, uh, big I sticking just, points or think highlights, lowlights, whatever you want to hit. Oh, I just hate to continue being the one who's just had problems with the last episode. <laughs> I've had like one love, one through five. Period. Not. <laughs> I just feel like I. Uh, maybe I came in with wrong expectations. I just thought I was going to get hit with an emotional sledgehammer on this one. I was like so hoping for that to be the case. And I, I just felt I, let down. I personally, uh, it, it was a, it was very effective uh, on multiple levels and multiple scenes for me personally. I, I thought it definitely brought all that home. Uh, also, can't like, speak it, to anybody it, else's experience, but yeah. I feel like satisfied, but also having I just rewatched season one in preparation, like last week for watching this season. Um, and I gotta say, like watching the very end of season one, like there's a little bit of that too. Not that it was a letdown in terms of what it was, but like the hospital scene after like the climax, but where mm -hmm. there's like a almost like there's a depressed feeling and it's over, it's wrapped up. We now know there's no more to go. And I, I did feel like I feel like that maybe kind of feels like I don't know, like it's just sad to see it over and like we know and so there's no more suspense but i didn't yeah. feel disappointed in how it ended but i did feel like that with with season one rewatching the end just that it kind of was like oh, okay like this is it and i guess that's that's all it, it felt like a lower point but i think it was just because it's coming down from this insane climax but you said you're saying you felt depressed. You you feel depressed about like the end of season one, Baron? Like just a little bit? Not 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 in what it was, but not not no, in no. Just, like being disappointed. But in like the quality. No, no, like the mood is still kind of depressing. Like they've been through this traumatic thing, and then like he has this split second where like he he sees his daughter and his dad, who we've seen yes. now. You know, in this series, we've seen his father and whatnot. Um, and you're right, kind of leaving there. There is that small glimmer of hope of like I think the light's winning, but overall it's like the total organization is still a thing. You know, Russ had this experience and it it kind of made it kind of validated his thing of like life ultimately is worth living because I know what's on the other side of it, and that's my true form where I'm gonna be, but like I can't take myself there now. Right. So there is still like a depressive note walking out and just kind of like fading up to the sky. This is the most hopeful I've felt in a season because like season three, I was just kind of like, oh, that's sweet. These two old men, they're going to live together and be buddies and like maybe yeah. they'll fight some yeah. crime and whatnot. Oh, no, no, man. Hard disagree, man. Season three to me, I dude, I'm fucking got the warm fuzzies inside when Steven Dwarf's sitting there with his family. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. You feel you awesome. feel warm and fuzzy like it's great. You know, knowing what he's been through, it's not a bad ending. It's hopeful. It's happy. You're like, I'm good. I'm glad that he was okay. You're fine. I don't. I don't like the yeah. quick misdirect of like, oh, she's gone, but no, she's really alive. She had a great life. It's all good. Yeah, I love all that. But this one just overall felt like a more. We all we and maybe it's because we've been in darkness for 15 days and we're ending in light 
and like it's all good. The light well, is winning, and like I just moving forward that way. I just want to sure. add. I just want to ask a side note question because it's something we've pondered before uh, in regards to season three. That final shot, though, Evan of season three. How do you read it? Because we we oh, both dude, think that yeah. it's kind of ambiguous, but like disappearing back into the jungle, and he's back in Nam. How do you take that? I. I don't know, man. So there's a couple different things, right? Like, I, there's a whole bunch of obviously. I think I heard you say you got you kind of talked about like he's disappearing back into his own mind, the jungle which, of his own mind. Which, yeah, which I I like been that the whole season. Yeah, I like that read on it too. But um, I also like the read that um, he was always happiest on the hunt, right? Like he loved being a detective, and that's kind of like the whole true detective thing, right? And then, you know, even in his off time, they talk about that in season or in, in episode one or two of season three, where they talk about how, like, even on his off time, when he's not hunting human beings, he goes and hunts boars on his own and disappears for a couple days into the woods. Like, there's clearly something about his personality that is fulfilled by that, just the pursuit, you know what I mean? And so to mm -hmm. me, it's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, there's a million ways to read, I preferred your read on it the best, but and I think there's a moment too where I like to, I hope that he knows that he solved the thing and then he forgets that he solved it like two seconds later. You know, that just yeah, makes that's it how I always kind of he has like You're a moment of, of of clarity, but it's uh you know it just flips away. Uh, and then again, unsung is the emotional finale of of season two. Man, fucking Vince Vaughn walking off into the desert. Velcoro getting shotgunned in the fucking forest, like <laughs> which we called in the it, second it, episode. If, yeah. if, the, if those don't make you feel things, you're not human. I'm sorry. I'm just, sorry. They, yeah, they well, I guess I guess I was hoping for just didn't feel. Maybe if that I don't know. I got I got a lot of again maybe i don't know two more I don't know episodes what it, i don't know what it was i mean i mean two more episodes you, would have been cool but i i thought it was incredibly satisfying without feeling overstuffed in the hour and 15 minutes that we got yeah but i got a lot of like general genuine like um like just satisfaction out of the payoff of i was like oh she's been like the other side of this the the background story the whole season has been these indentures these indigenous men and women but who are being like basically have like a boot on their neck because there's a fucking successful mining company nearby and they're basically like literally poisoning this population in like small doses essentially and it's like yes it wasn't like ever present but again it was such a tension point of the danvers like leah relationship with you know with her daughter that I feel like it's, 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 it's again, yeah, no, it is. I'm like in six episodes, I'm like, when did we never not, were we never ever not actively talking about it? So the payoff being, it's like, hey, you never deal with Lady McK McKittrick or deal with McKittrick either. We'll leave her hanging. I mean, two episodes more, we can maybe get a little, well, the MP, oh, you well, can't no, really resolve it, but yeah, we don't know how, uh, she's eating pure. Well, I guess. I guess like, because I guess because so. Clark, yeah, because Clark like keys us in that, you know, they were also the ones advocating for it. Um, we just assume we get that shot right of uh, walking the perimeter, or whatever, and it shows that like the mine's been shut down after you know the tape's been made public, the confession and all of that. So, yeah, I guess that's the wrap up. Is like McKittrick's fucking. 
kicked out of town, maybe. Sorry, I was dealing with a baby. I missed the vine closure thing. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Totally missed so, that. Yeah, so that Danvers, Danvers gets left. What what you find? Did you see the whole confession video that Navarro? I did got? see that part. I did see so, that yeah, part. Yeah, Navarro gets the confession from Clark and she leaves the cell phone video. Danvers finds it when she goes to like check Navarro's house when she has gone just and like, yep. you know, walked off. And so they have the moment where she's being interrogated and they're like, uh, yeah, do you know how all that information leaked? And she's like, huh? You know, who knows? And it's like, oh, okay, well, Danvers leaked it. And then they cut to a shot of the, uh, you know, Salal being shut down. And I think I also, or is yeah. it, it's, it, no, it's not Salal though. It's the silver sky mining. Yeah. Like, the yeah it's the mining company. And so they establish very quickly that like, yeah, that information did come out that all of the conspiracy stuff there. And again, in a way that doesn't implicate the women who did it so like basically navarro yeah. at the end of the day did like the coolest maneuver possible and then just peace the fuck out like she was just like dude i tied up everything in a bow and i like you know made everything better for the community and i feel good about it and now i'm gonna go live my life basically what clarifies why she'd have to disappear too because if her voice is on that video she was very clearly shown like you can kind of tell the dude beat to shit like it's pretty obvious this is a video of someone who's been tortured into a confession and it's true but like she can't really stick around after that. Her voice sure. is gone. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, it, it's, it, in, it's inadmissible. It's for the poison street, clearly. Like yeah. so even <laughs> if she was like healthy and doing well, she's still gotta disappear. There's no sticking around after that. Like yeah. I think she engineered it that way. Yeah. Um, so doesn't matter so, in the, Yeah, I guess. So do we do we like that this ending of four is essentially the wrap up and ending of all three seasons all in one? Because you have one, you have Danvers on camera, which is a prominent thing in season one. The interview uh, segment, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, also, we are in light, finally, after being in the darkness. So the light is winning. That could take care of one. The second season, all of the truth is coming out because um, Bezzarides is talking to a reporter. And they're like, wait an hour. We're going to leave. You know, get all this info out. And you're led to believe that finally, after all this corruption... The true story of what happened with Vinci and all that's going to come true. So we have that in Novaro leaking that. And then again, going back to three, you get two friends standing on a porch at the end of the season. What more can you ask for? So I love that she wraps up all of the other seasons. She takes a nod from each one of those dude. and puts it in her final ending. I yeah, think that's beautiful. Very nice. <laughs> very nice, dude. But at the same time, in very 10 nice. years, if the fifth season comes out in 10 years, time is a flat circle. Dude, it's I, happen again. 100%. Right, dude. I think they have firmly, I think, if anything, this has invigorated and set the table because, you know, and as much as this stuff really does matter in the modern, like, streaming landscape and everything, the this season is the most successful season of true detective outpacing season one uh like on a on a week-to-week -week basis in terms of viewership and like it's it's killing it right now so i think hbo is probably very very happy even for the because that's the thing dude is even the naysayers who fucking hate it the season <laughs> one bros who are just like what the fuck what is this? The the hardcore Reddit people who are are still on the like, it's all about Carcosa. It's all about Carcosa. What is all of this like fucking other shit, dude? Like, get back to the yellow king. Tell me about that. Those guys, they're still pissed. They're still pissed. But guess what? They're still watching every single episode. Every single episode. They're even if they're hate watching it, 
But yeah, so it has like crushed it. It's gone up like week over week, essentially. So I think we're definitely getting a season five from another creator. And I think they should do the exact same thing where it should be like, hey, you get to direct all the episodes. This is your baby. And it should be somebody who is like, I think, especially if they, if they do the move of like somebody who who has mm-hmm. a great like idea in the realm and is also simultaneously a fan of the show. And it's like, hey, take your right. Because that's what she did with this. She adapted like something she already had just called Night Country and was like mapped the true detectiveness onto it. And it just like make the creative and control the true detective make them i want to see character i want to see david fincher do true detective (laughs) that's what i fucking want i want to see david fincher do more mind hunter is what i want to see yeah well that that to come that 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 first and foremost that's never gonna happen second that would be second yeah he can do a one for sure uh (laughs) yeah any other any other final thoughts on the episode proper gentlemen no, I mean, I, I pretty right. much said everything all, I've been thinking. I, I just still like I gotta go back to like not a single rope, not a single <laughs> survival equipment to go into a goddamn spray pit. paint. No, real, real sticking point. Yeah, Charlie no, Brunson's always got rope. rope. <laughs> Only thing, like I love everything. You think, else you think before, Otis like, would have remembered the rope, bro? He would have not forgot his heroin, I'll tell you that. I was going to say, or do you think he would have been so bombed out from his fucking skag that he was just like, you know, I don't know. They couldn't use his vomit right or now. whatever to like, as he's puking along the goddamn way. I just love the, I just loved the idea that it was like, you got to get me right so I can get you out there. It's like, you got to get me fucking just like. Nothing. List the you, fuck got, out, but no I'll be able to tell you exactly nothing. where to go. I promise. I promise. I'll know exactly where to go. Just freebase some heroin real quick. <laughs> like also, I've, I've never seen anyone freebase heroin on a television screen before, dude. Yeah, that I was mean, amazing. I've seen, we didn't talk about that. I think it's very inclusive. It's nice that they're including other users of heroin in ways that they haven't been included. Barum, Barum we've watched The Wire together. You, we've what seen some the heroin. They freebase cocaine. There's I've definitely characters who I've seen crack free based. The I've night of, yeah, heroin free based. Definitely think. Pretty sure somebody. Uh, pretty sure there's some heroin in, like in the wire at some point there, bud. Heroin was all in the fucking arm or up the nose, and that was the line because they drew that line. Bubs is a switch over. Yeah, Bubs is a heroin addict, not a crack. Addict. Yes, but Bubbles explains the whole like when you go okay, from the nose sorry, to the arm. Okay, sorry, this is not a wire dissertation. Sorry, it's HBO but, adjacent. Yeah. Whatever. We'll <laughs> okay. So, yeah, thought it was inclusive. It was nice. Okay. To see. Uh here's here's what I'm gonna do, and then you know it it is the finale, but we are welcome to have a little after show if you guys would like to. But uh, uh I would just like to thank. Special Agent Williams and Special Agent Tuick for joining us from the Twin Peaks office on loan from the Twin Peaks office. I made it. I made it to Jason. You see, because one of you was in Oregon for a while, and the other one was in <laughs> in uh, Seattle or excuse me, Washington State. So Iron block we'll, with me. Yeah. Hell yeah! So we'll just you, the yeah. end of. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. But anyways, thank you, gentlemen, so much for joining us. you like back in style. Yes. Sorry, I, that, that little man. That little man chill, 
oh, he scares oh. the shit out of me yes. all yes. every okay. time. We'll, we'll talk more about that in just a second. I'm trying to do the wrap-up, if you will allow me, brother. I'm trying to just let me, let me get it out while I... My apologies, boys. Please, uh, please, tell your sergeant, please tell your sergeant, uh, Agent Dale Cooper, we appreciate you being I, left I, with I, us on loan. Yes, Thank you. We greatly we appreciate you. you. Uh, I, I would like to thank my, my brother and fellow detective, Detective Blanchard, also known as Gav. I've been it's been a pleasure with you working on this case. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Uh, I have been Noah. This has been True Stays. And now we can officially say, case closed. in the after show after the music has faded out for all the people who have stuck around these have gotten longer and longer every episode i know it's late for every some of us and not late as late for others of us but we can uh we can wrap it up as soon as you guys want to i do just have some questions i want to kick around evan you just made a fire walk with me reference have you watched all of twin peaks i haven't finished season two no i I know that may be i know that may be a struggle but like do you know who killed laura palmer no Wait, okay. Well, yes. I, I can remember. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you do know who killed Lord Palmer? No, listen, I feel like I'm being interrogated. No, I'm, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I would like to speak with my attorney uh, first and foremost. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I would just say, like, you, you yeah. definitely need to get back into season two. You probably should start from the get go. And then you have to watch The Return. Season three is like, it's awesome. It's, okay. It's, the, it's my one? single favorite Probably. piece of art <clears throat> that exists, Evan. Yeah. Film, TV, music, whatever. It's my single favorite piece of art that exists on this earth is twenty. Season two just goes great. so off the rails. I got I got I just got sidetracked eventually by other things in my life and I just didn't finish season two. But I, I will come back. I will part, definitely go back. And again, parts of season two will feel like a chore because that's when he disappears to go make uh fucking Robin Hart. no oh, okay. no racer heads like 77 um but no he goes disappears to go make uh wild at heart with uh nicholas cage and laura dern if you've never seen that that's his like natural born killers his lovers on the run movie but like okay. his his version of it it's fucking twisted and it's like you know basically his version of the wizard of oz but mixed with natural born killers uh it's pretty incredible i'm i'm huge I'm definitely on, i watched north water because uh, you guys talked it up, so I, I crushed it in a day. <laughs> Fucking did I did I overhype the Colin Farrell performance at all? No, it's it's so good. It was so fucking dude, good. Fuck yeah! It wasn't Colin oh, Farrell. Yes. Dude. It wasn't Colin Farrell. It was just fucking. It was just that guy. The most. It was what Leo thing. Drax. What the fuck was his name? Henry Drax. Yeah, Henry Drax. Henry Drax. Me, yeah, he was terrifying. And when he would close talk. When he would close talk to the doctor, I felt anxiety on behalf of the doctor. I felt anxiety. I was like, dude, this guy, he's never been better. He's never been better. I mean, he's good and amazing and everything. Just, just like, bear him. To boil it down for you, you're like Colin Farrell in the show. You're basically like, he is like a bear of a man. And at any given time, you're like, I don't know if he wants to like, but you know, have a drink with me and just be surly. Or does he want to like, you know, fuck me to death. 
or beat me within an inch of my life. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like that's the beat you within an inch of your life and then fuck you to death. Yes. That's the energy. The entire series. It sounds like someone would have like a three hour conversation with at a random dive bar. The true, the, the true, like, there's the scene in, in Northwater where uh, he, they do the physical examination to determine if he's the one who's been sodomizing the uh, the cabin boy and then kills him. What a statement. What a fucking statement. <laughs> dude, dude. That is quite a statement. So, Huge so, plot point. Huge plot point in the Northwater. So, spoiler alert. But when he does the examination and then they find no venereal disease, mm-hmm. it's like, Wait, what? that was what threw me for a loop. But then they find the kid's tooth in his arm. And I'm like, so why did he kill me? <laughs> That's, dude, that for me was like, it, it It was supposed to not make sense. It was supposed to not make sense. 100%. Because he doesn't like, operate on anybody else's logic. He operates on his own logic. Like, yeah. he serves his own means all the time. All the mm-hmm. time. And Nobody the, the else matters. That, like, like literally, no one else. There's matters. zero. There's zero covering for it. He just will tell <laughs> you to your face at any given time that, like, you can't trust me. You can't trust me. But this is what I would like to do. <laughs> it was so satisfying to watch, and I don't know why. It was just in cat washing Cavendish die. I went. Oh, Dude, it it is just it was, it's one of those where I, I think it is I think it is based on a book. Maybe it's not. I'm not even sure. But it just like it felt like reading like it just a great fucking novel with like really rich characters, and you're just like, dude, this is like fucking profound. And the writing, and disturbing, the writing is, and entertaining. The writing like, is so yeah. fucking strong. I know it was a novel or whatever, but the scene where like i love the character otto the whole time where he's the kind of the mystical one where he believes in god and he talks about dreams and stuff and he says all of us are gonna die you'll be swallowed by a bear but you'll live and he's like i'm gonna be eaten by a bear and live you know and then the whole thing follows through and he mm-hmm. kills a bear and lives by crawling inside i was like this, sh- this show is incredible <laughs> this show is perfect <laughs> <laughs> it's a ian mcguire book i wanted to look it up yeah i haven't read it but i i'm like i can't imagine I, I think the book's called the north water as well okay it's the best show i've seen yeah, in a very title. long time the, a very yeah long no time. that was uh very high on our what was that 2021 yeah that was on i think both of our year end lists. but uh yeah it was i've been thinking yeah. of uh did you did you catch any of uh mr and mrs smith yet Burned through it with Sam, yeah, for like two or three days, dude. So fucking good, and and Hell I told yeah. him I was like, I was like, dude, I, I don't, I was like, I don't know about this one. I just know this is good, and, and Gavin's is really. <laughs> let's just check it out, check it out. And I was like, because I love the movie, I fucking love the movie. And I was like, it just seemed like a money grab ripoff, which is why I never paid any attention to it. And we watched it, and I was like, oh, this but you're also like, but. Donald Glover wouldn't just like. No, I love Donald Glover. But but I'm saying you're like. But he Myers just gonna like do this like for the fuck of it. Like, dude, did you ever watch Pen Fifteen? I watched both yeah. seasons of that. No, dude. So fucking Gavin, funny. you finally oh, did you binge that recently? Yeah, me and Bex did. I've been telling you to watch it for fucking ever. Okay, so dude, yeah, that show's so up. fucking good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Pen Fifteen, dude. That's <laughs> some of the most cringe laugh stuff I've ever laughed at. 
I mean, I think it's genuinely one of the funniest shows the last 10 years. Like, brilliant. It's brilliant. So funny. Barum, have you seen it? It's on Hulu. What is it on? Are you crocheting right now? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) No, I was just like, I was like, I can't can't see him doing (laughs) that. No, the fact that Zoom just like pants and it's just bare but he looks up and says yeah i love it it's so i wish people could see this conversation i love it making a, making a hood and a cowl dude fuck oh yeah i just i was like i think those are needles like oh what the fuck he's doing over there what the fuck were we talking about m15 that's what i was talking about 15. Barum. Barum. yes it's on hulu maya erskine and anna conkle they play, they are adult women, but they play themselves in middle school in the I early 2000s. Trailers. But all the, the trailers. kids around them are age appropriate, but they are playing younger versions of themselves. It's fucking hysterical. And it is like right in the pocket of our middle school, like on the edge of high school experience. Like a lot of the like cultural touchstones, dude. Oh, it is basically great. freaks and geeks for our era. Like, it's Perfect. fucking so good, man. Well, I think I've got so access to Hulu. Good. I think my parents have Hulu, so I can just get on theirs. That's like the one that I have not had for the last two years. Is I just Huge recommend. And and the Mr. Really and Mrs. Fun. Smith show. So, Evan, you got what I was saying about how like the opening is basically like a parody of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, it's Skarsgård, and I forget what her name is, but Sam immediately goes, she's so famous in Mexico. That's what she said. First, first opening scene or whatever. And they get was she just it, in ambulance? Is that right? Yeah, that was she, yeah, that, she was in the ambulance. I never I saw who you talking about. Yeah, apparently she's I, I'm looking her up, I guess. In Latin America. I don't know. She's huge. But um, Eliza Gonzalez. I'm almost positive that's her. Yeah, that sounds right. Yes, Eliza Gonzalez and and Skarsgard. But yeah. But, a nice, a nice echo of like kind of a vague-ish Brad Pitt type, like it's sort of, and a vagueish like exotic like leading lady in the vein of Angelina yeah. Jolie it's like okay okay you need, I just but I love when like so they get into the show I watched the opening scene loved it you know you fucking smoke <laughs> <doesn't matter. laughs> and then yeah I was like oh cheap. no yeah, yeah and you really because you wanted to watch Skarsgård do stuff and you know it's sad to see yeah. that but you but when they when they get into the actual the couple of them what I love one, I love all the cameos. The cameos are ama- incredible, top-notch shit. Yeah. But what I love is it's all the details of any mission they're on are so secondary and unimportant to every fucking else. Dude, we were crying laughing. I was like, like the episode with Ron Perlman, and they're Dude, talking. They're about- having like an extended, like forty-five minute, like chase sequence through italy right through lake como but, yeah, yeah <laughs> but it's so going. casual it's so just it like we're just hanging out the best part was this i looked over at sam and i was like and, and they wait until you're 45 minutes into an hour-long episode and they start talking about having a baby but listen perlman can't sleep his stomach hurts won't take his medicine he he's throws ba- up. been a big so baby he's the a whole baby. episode he's a baby exactly. he's a baby yeah. he's been a baby the whole episode dude i'm crying dude i'm crying like it is Whoever the writers are of the show should fucking win. Are are you an Atlanta person? Have you have you watched all four seasons of Atlanta? So it's funny you ask that because while I was watching the show, I was like, awesome. 
one, I know Donald Lover makes music that billions of people listen to at this point, but I was like, literally, I think one of like the five most successful music videos in the history of like period. Like, yeah, I was showing Sam. I was like, Sam, he's one of the, one of the, like probably one of the most famous musicians, right? I would say, I was like, look, and he had billion listens on Spotify. It's crazy. It's for some of his songs, but, um, but anyway, no, I was looking up to see like, what else he'd been doing because i felt like i hadn't seen him in a while and um yeah and i saw atlanta i was like i've never watched atlanta but i've heard good things oh my god dude basically (laughs) we have no we have to to do it episode by episode with evan we have to do this i'm trying to think of the previous marker i think chronologically if we if we include twin peaks the return with just twin peaks in the original run of that i think chronologically Atlanta is the best show since The Leftovers. Like, just oh, the best God. show, period. Where can since you watch it? It's on Hulu. It's part of FX on Hulu. Oh, my God. Yeah. As good seasons. as The Leftovers? Yes. It, not that I'm comparing them in, in, no, like, no, in know. tone or anything in any sort of way. Just in terms of, like, the, like, totemic shows of the last several years, if you haven't seen Atlanta, you're doing yourself a big disservice. It is... And a lot of people haven't. There is literally nothing else like it, and it is just, like, it's fucking genreless, indescribable, brilliant, unique, fascinating, always 100% did its own thing. If you liked the sense of humor of Mr. and Mrs. Smith... It's all in that show, dude. It is, and <laughs> it is in oh that God. show in so much deeper and stranger. And it is, but no, dude, it is just who's as, the lead? Who's the lead actor from Book of Clarence? Who's that guy's name? What's that guy's Pete name? Stanfield. He's dude, in it. I heard he's in Atlanta, dude. Oh my God! I, dude, I saw okay. a clip. So I saw a clip on Instagram the other day. This is what told me to, told me to watch Atlanta, and until you guys did this, but I was like. Yeah. There was a clip of him like walking in in the middle of a riot, trying to return a, like an art, like an article that he bought from the store. Mm-hmm. And I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm crying, laughing. And I'm no, like, but I have the receipt. I, I just want to return it. I'm like, I'm like, what show is this? What fucking show is this? And I saw, and I saw, I was like, someone said it's Atlanta. I was like, Atlanta? What the fuck is this? Like, dude, I'm crying, I'm crying. Dude, laughing. that was like basically our introduction to Lakeith Stanfield. Um. <laughs> Of course, I mean, we've been following all of us. I feel like I've been following Donald Glover like since he started, like Derek Comedy. Like, we all the, humor, those dude. internet videos, like, literally, yeah. we go that far back. It's like nobody else has seen Mystery Team but like, us. So they're fucking and they're fucking incredible. And then I don't know how familiar you are with Brian Tyree Henry from like movies over the last couple of years, but he's the other secret weapon who is like one of the best actors of his generation. It's like, they literally have three of the best actors of their generation all on one show. Uh, well, excuse me. And then Zazie beats is also a oh, female God, lead. Yeah. So it's like, those are your four principal characters and everybody's just lights out. And the show is like hysterically funny, like hits you in the feels, dude, makes you think like does wild shit you would never see coming and it's just like dude it's it's me, one of those where like you'll watch an episode and be like oh dude i think i had like dude that was wild that was cool that was really fun and then like if you went and like read just like a little bit on like what influenced that episode or what like was referenced in that episode you'd be like oh fuck like i didn't oh oh, oh shit <laughs> it just like literally like not to be like hyperbolic about television and art or whatever, but like when it is, it is. It's like 
that shows like life changing shit. Some of the shit that's in there that you just like did not know about, like fucking incredible. Go this is it. also the show that like Man. it took time out of its last season ever, where like people are just like craving all these characters to do a fake documentary about the blackest Disney movie ever, a goofy movie. Dude, they are Dude. they are two episodes away from their the final episode of one of the most like critically acclaimed like heralded shows of the last like decade. Such a good movie. And they're they're like literally we're gonna do a full on mockumentary episode. It's like almost fifty minutes long, and it's all about the making of a goofy movie and how it's secretly the blackest movie of all time. And this whole joke about like oh yeah well you know we thought he meant this guy should be like you know the CEO of animation now, but we didn't realize it was this dude because yeah, they kind of have they like accidentally the hire the one black animator and make him the <laughs> yes. head of animation and so he like <laughs> takes over the entire goofy movie project dude okay you just you gotta watch it it'll blow your mind and you I'm too barum you too oh I'm, I'm fully on board this is more and than then gavin already movie. called it like once you guys do that we will full on no like, seriously like, okay look because right. we the we always when the last so they released season three and four on top of each other like hey we're wrapping out the show after a long hiatus they took a huge gap between two and three and four because of covid and some other things blah blah blah. so when it finally came out like it was separated by a couple months but we binged through it we put both of those seasons collectively on our year end like we said that's the best of that year like those two seasons combined but we never properly went through and like talked about those last two seasons so legitimately, I just want to throw it out here. Once you guys go through, there's no timeline on this, but like we did a four man pod for four seasons of Atlanta, four white guys talking about the blackest show ever made. I think would be some really good podcasting. Can I wear I a blue tie while doing this? Dude, I, you I, can you can wear whatever you want, bro. I wanted to tell you also. Saw, um, so definitely that's the next thing I'm watching because I fucking burned through the two things you guys told me about. Um, and they're only 30 that, minutes too, they're not long. Oh, like dude, it's, it's a, super quick. Oh, yeah, that you're, you, you will cr that you'll end up crushing yeah. a season in like a day. I know, yeah. I know you will. Seriously, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, I have too much time on my hands right now. Uh, I watched American Fiction, so everybody fell asleep last night, and I was like, this one might only be something I'd feel like watching, but yeah, so I, I watch it. I'm laughing out loud the entire movie, the entire fucking movie. Just dude, it was a great theater watch. Like I honestly haven't mm -hmm. seen a comedy in theaters in a while with like a decent sized crowd where like everybody was like actually into it. I was like, who plays the I, the like, actor the actor from This Is Us who plays his gay surgeon Sterling brother Brown. Sterling K Brown fucking murdered. I was oh, yeah, he's crying, just doing coke. <laughs> he's up for best supporting actor. Jeffrey Wright's up for best actor. I was just, I was pretty knocked out by it because also it's, it's one of those movies that does not even the marketing. I feel like is way more in your face than the actual movie is. Where like the movie makes its points in like very, very subtle, subtle, just like very just subtle. like just very smart ways, and it's one of those where I like. It took me a minute where I was like, that was a fucking good movie. And then I sat in the parking lot and I just like kind of thought about it for a minute. And I was like, that was a fucking great movie. Like that had that like every it had everything that I complain about in like a lot of 
modern entertainment, especially in the last couple of years, which is the like the issues driven stuff that is like, here's all these problems. Oh my god, the world is shit. Fuck. <laughs> and doesn't present any sort of like, but here's a way that we could make that better, or like blah blah blah. And so I'm like, okay, so you're making a movie about representation, right? And so you have all the like not not the obvious, but the like smart, super witty like jokes that would come to mind about that. But meanwhile, your actual narrative of the movie that you're making is what you're advocating for, which is just like this is just like an everyday slice of life of like a normal person who happens to be black. Like, by the way, <laughs> this is literally what we're advocating for is like representation that is just like not sensationalized. Just like, hey, we're just people like every fucking body else is. Well, and they like do it by the making movie, the family rich. Exactly. <laughs> like literally part. the movie they're making is like the piece of art that he wishes he could make. Like yeah. is the story he wishes he could tell. It's just, dude. And his girlfriend is a is a wealthy black lawyer, it's so, and it's just yeah, it's great, dude. It's just so good, so dude, good. And and the idea, dude. Again, without spoiling, I know you guys all haven't seen it ever, but like the uh, his like the family friend and the local like security guy who get together, all of that like mini story. I was like that shit. Like that's what you're advocating for, essentially. Is like we never see that story. Like you never see that relationship between those two characters. And it's like, oh, I put it in this movie. It's just there's a little the shit comedy, like that where I was just like, it just knocked it out of the park on every level. The comedy was re reminiscent. There was many scenes, like so many scenes where um you know how like in Wes Anderson movies there's someone out of frame chiming into something that's more directly in mm -hmm. frame and it's just pitch perfect timing or whatever. There's like a lot of that shit going on that just had me just crying throughout the movie. And I was just like, God, this is fucking so good. But Dude, anyway, I thoroughly uh, enjoyed it. Gavin. <laughs> uh wouldn't know. Wouldn't oh, know no, thing I, I was just gonna say, uh yeah, I know. Oko makes an appearance in there. Yeah. Oh okay. the cra crazy pig. <laughs> uh, okay, Gavin has his seen agent. It? Yeah, yeah, no, he hasn't seen it yet. No, sorry, I will yeah. No, I think yeah, we talked. Sure. It, I think we right. talked about it in an abstract enough way that it didn't like. It doesn't spoil any plot. Points. No, I mean, I'm like, gonna. I'll, yeah, I'll watch it at some point. I'm gonna have a lot of free, not free time, but I'll have a lot of downtime at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this um, they're like potatoes, basically, for like the first month. It's awesome. Just <laughs> feed them, they poop and change them, and then they yeah. keep. It's great. We watch is, shit. Is this the time to month. finally announce it, Gavin, on the tail end of this episode? Yeah, we can. We just slowly put in here. So um, scheduled for next Thursday, the 22nd, uh, about 8 o'clock. If all goes well, about 30, 45 minutes later, you'll be an uncle, Noah. And yeah, and the next time you hear Gavin on a podcast, he'll be a father. <laughs>